Welcome back to Grace for Your Journey podcast. This is Pastor Terry. Thank you so much for being with us. We're in Matthew chapter 8 and one of the most demonstrative miracles of Jesus. I mean, the one that really spread the fame and renown of the Son of God happens in this particular text. Let's look at it. It's in verse 28 where it starts and it says this. Now, when he came to the other side to a country of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him coming out of the tombs so fierce that no one could pass that way. All right, so here's the situation. Jesus, in the last passage of Scripture, got into a boat, left, came across the sea. Remember, the storm kicked up, right? And he comes to an area called the Gatherings. So he comes to this area. They get out of the boat. They begin to walk. But where they went ashore was near where two men lived who were demon-possessed. Now, it's interesting to note, we've talked about this in previous episodes, Jesus made a distinction, and the Scripture makes a distinction between people who are sick and who are possessed. If you remember just a few episodes ago, um, we talked about how the Bible said Jesus healed the sick and cast out demons, making a clear distinction between the two. Now, why is that important? Because there's a lot of people you'll hear today, particularly stuff on the History Channel, Discovery, and all this kind of stuff, people on YouTube, that'll say there's no such thing as demons, no such thing as demon possession. That was just mental illness, and the people of that day didn't recognize it. Well, I'm going to argue that Jesus recognized it. (laughs) I mean, as the Son of God, he specifically knew the difference between someone being sick from birth or having a disease and someone having a demon. Demons are clearly identifiable, and we're going to see that in this in this section. So these two guys come, they're demon-possessed, and the way the demons manifested themselves in these people's lives were through violence, anger, and strength. Listen to how the Bible describes them again. These men met him coming out of the tomb so fierce that no one could pass that way. These guys were bad to the bone. I mean, anyone who came that way, they attacked them. They ripped him apart. They beat him up. They tried to kill him. They were absolutely violent against anyone who would come that way. Here's what you got to know about the devil. The devil and his demons hate the creation of God. That means they hate me. They hate you. They hate everybody you know. They hate the creation of God. So this is why they work really hard at developing consistent, um, persuadable lies in the culture to pull you away from the gospel. That's part of their work because they hate you. They want you in hell, not in heaven when you die. Second, they will do everything they can to destroy your physical body, your life, before you come to know Christ. That's why addictions seem to be fueled by not just mental disorders or social gaps in your life where you're broken and you're looking for coping mechanisms, but it seems like some people get into an addiction and it goes to another level. I believe that very well may be demonic influence, keeping them from coming to know the truth. Now, the other thing, demons will be violent at times. We know this. They will be violent. They'll be angry right here in the scripture. Their thing was, if you come near them, they're going to fight you because they want to destroy the object of God's love and grace. Who are they? Who are the objects of God's love and grace? Well, me and you. I mean, we're the ones who Jesus died for, and the devil hates it. So here's what happens. And behold, they cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before our time? Now, listen, Jesus hadn't said anything. He just shows up. But intuitively, 
spiritually, they recognize Jesus as who he is, the son of the living God. And this is another thing you got to know. This is a spiritual reality, not a sickness. They knew Jesus was the son of God. They knew that he had authority and power over them. And so they said, have you come here to torment us before our time? And what that means is before the end of time, the end of the world, when the devil and his angels and demons are cast into the fiery pit forever. So if you come here to torment us, is what they ask. Now, here's what they say. Now, a herd of many pigs was feeding in some distance from them, and the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, send us away into the herd of pigs. And he said, he said to them, Well, then go. So they came out, they went into the pigs, and behold, the whole herd rushed down a steep bank into the sea and drowned in the waters. And now the herdsmen, the people who owned the pigs, hello, fled. And going into the city, they told everything, especially what had happened to the demon-possessed men. They'd become depossessed, the pigs had become possessed, and the pigs were driven insane and killed themselves. And the herdsmen lost a lot of money. (laughs) I mean, that's sort of the end of the story on that. Well, then look what happens. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. And when they saw him, they begged him to leave their region. So what does that mean? That means where Jesus comes, he stirs the pot. Jesus causes spiritual realities to invade on the earth, which pushes out the devil, the flesh, and selfishness. Now, why does that matter? Here it is, because people hate change. (laughs) I mean, people just hate change. And wherever Jesus shows up in power, change must occur. Do you need some change in your life? Do you need Jesus to push out the works of the devil in your life, the works of the flesh, those things that would would cloud your mind and your eyes and your ears from hearing and knowing the truth? Do you need Jesus to push out the things that will keep you from meaningful, significant relationships? Do you need Jesus to push things out of your life that are causing you to become less than really who God made you to be? Man, maybe God made you to be a 10 in every area of your life, but you're operating at a three because you've let a lot of things come into your life and clutter it up. Jesus has the power and the authority to change that today. Pray with me. Father, I pray right now that you move on the hearts and the minds of people and that you would push the things out of their life, be it the devil be it unhealthy habits, be it unhealthy desires, be it misplaced passions or goals, whatever it might be, push it out of their lives. And Jesus, fill them with the person of the Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, when you do this, you're going to be free and you're going to find unbelievable grace for your journey. We'll talk again later. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Grace for Your Journey podcast. I pray that it has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Pass it around if you think it would help somebody. And we look forward to you dropping by again for another episode of the Grace for Your Journey podcast.